Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Ta-da! I'm here. What's happening, peeps? So, uh, today I'm going to dive right in. Uh, <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably explain the title of this. Uh, what did I name? I named it something like Size Doesn't Change the Makeup, I think. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've heard... Size doesn't matter. Size does matter. <laughs> uh, well, here we're talking about size doesn't change what it is. It doesn't change the content. It doesn't change the makeup. It doesn't change the dynamics in which you are working. So, like, what I mean by this is we we tend to think that there's a big difference between handling something big and handling something small, experiencing something big, experiencing something small. And really it's, you know, this is a, a mentality that has helped me in many situations that I've noticed a lot of people don't, don't implement this mentality into situations. And I think that, if more people did, it could help them because it's helped me greatly. So what I mean by this is like, like, well, you know, it works with anything because this is, this is spiritual law. I mean, it like the, so failure, you know, I'll give you some examples. Failure. Like if you fail, you fail. Period. Like, you know, if if you go to shoot a basketball and it doesn't go in, you failed the shot. You you failed. You you were trying to get it in and you didn't get it in. That's a failure, period. Um, and it's the same energy. It's the same dynamic. It's the same thing. Except maybe a little more energy. That's but the dynamic, what it is, is the same. And how you look at that makes a big difference. So like failing, a, f failing on a business venture, people don't usually equate that to failing at making a basketball shot, but it's the same thing. You tried to do something and it failed, period. Like it's, <laughs> that's the energy of what happened. There was a there was a hope that something was happen that was going to something was going to work out. There was an attempt at getting it to work out, and then it didn't work out. So that's what we have labeled as failure. Now you know in I I don't know what the average percentage shots are in basketball. You know I think of course it depends <laughs> if it's a free throw or a three point or whatever. But like, you know, in baseball, they use that as a very common analogy. Excuse me for this. Um, well, not for this exact thing, but as far as percentages, <clears throat> you know, like, I mean, a great, a great basket, uh, baseball player fails seven times out of 10 and He's considered an extremely talented person that fails seven out of 10 times. So he only gets a hit three times out of 10 and he's got a 300 batting average and he's wonderful. So why? It's because of our expectations. It's because uh, we expect people to fail seven out of 10 times. Why? Because that's kind of how it works, you know? So our expectations, our beliefs, the way we look at things determine whether it's acceptable or whether it's not acceptable. For some reason, 
we think that failing at business is is like oh my god that's horrible but you know failing at a basketball shot isn't like it's it's the same thing it's the same energy it's the same dynamic so the reason that this has helped me a lot is kind of the well, one it can minimize the pain or the perceived pain of failure i don't really have a big fear of failure so if i fail at something uh, it doesn't really affect me that much why well because i've failed at a bunch of stuff like you know this is one of the benefits of being a drunk for 20 years <laughs> you know you have any idea how many things i failed at i mean just getting sober i failed a few times you know <laughs> so i mean like i know failure very well after a while it doesn't sting so much you know you just got to not let it hold you back and you know some people like expect failure and that, therefore they bring it in which was how i was before um but i failed the tons of stuff you know so and i learned that there's really not that much difference unless i make it a big difference you know it's my perception it's my outlook whether i'm going to whether it's going to take a huge toll on me or whether it's not going to take a huge toll on me. I mean, there, there are many people who have failed that business that just, they, they're like, ah, well, it happens. And for some reason that was their perspective. Who knows where they got that perspective? Maybe their parent was a started multiple businesses when they were growing up and had multiple failures and they saw it firsthand. So therefore they knew it was part of the gig. So like when I, when I, I mean, I started this business, but, but before that, I mean, I'm not even sure. Just, I'll just try to think in, in the, the like 20 years that I've been sober, because before that it gets a little bit cloudy <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but I did dabble with stuff before, but I mean, just in the last 20 years, I start, I tried starting at least two other businesses that failed whatever like you know you you learn you grow but i didn't have this perce perception that i was a failure because they failed because i had failed at many things and to me it's like you know if you fail at something okay well you learn from it and sometimes you look at it and you go i don't want to do that again like i don't i don't like maybe I shouldn't have my own business. You know, this is not what I thought, but you know, maybe, maybe it's not worth having my own business. It's harder than it seemed. And maybe it's not worth it. Oh, I'll go back and work for somebody else. Okay, fine. At least you tried it. You know, like, so it's when, when I was starting this business, you know, I was I've said many times I, I was collecting food stamps, which I didn't even realize until several years later when somebody was talking to me about it. And I was like, Oh my God, I was collecting food stamps when I started that business. Um, getting government heating assistance. Oh my, what was I thinking? I, I wasn't even thinking about it because it wasn't even on my radar. I was starting a business. The fact that that was what was transpiring at the time was completely secondary. It wasn't even, that's why it took me a couple of years to even figure out that 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 was true. <laughs> but the the you know yeah I failed at other businesses, but when I when I was gonna start this business, you know of course I thought what's gonna my son just moved in with me. I just got custody, full custody of my son. Now he's moving in with me, and I'm collecting food stamps, and now I'm gonna double my rent. What now my son's living with me full time. That's another huge one, right? Like I have no money. I'm collecting food stamps. My son moved in with me full time. So now if my business fails, it's not just about me. And I started my business when I, when I doubled my rent and, and got a apartment upstairs from the business. So if my business failed, I was probably going to lose the apartment too. You know, there's a good chance they're connected, same different leases, but there was there was a good chance it was going to affect. And plus, how would I pay for it, right? You know, so I mean, so it was a big leap at the time that was 
that was going to affect more than just me for the first time because my son had just moved in um, full time. So there was huge risk, but I looked at it and I'm like, well, you know, I failed before. I've been unemployed countless times when I was drunk and somehow I was able to always get another job. So even if, you know, he had to stay at a friend's house for a few weeks or something. And I knew some friends that that would take him in. I could sleep in my car if I needed to, or maybe at a friend's house. We'd get through it. We'd figure out a way. I'm sure I could get a job doing something temporarily where I could afford a studio apartment somewhere to, so we could have a roof over our head. I mean, I figured I'd work it out somehow, you know, but that, but those are the thoughts it's it's not and and why it's because it's just to me failing at a business is just a big pain in the ass just like a lot of other things that i went through <laughs> in my life i've been through enough pain in the ass situations to recognize a pain in the ass when i see one so if i didn't <laughs> like so it's the same energy like if uh, you know it didn't have to i didn't have to be like well i failed at uh, all these jobs and I was unemployed, but it wasn't my own business. Like I wasn't looking for the differences. The differences are on the surface level. This is my point. The differences are on the surface level. Oh, well, you got fired from a job. That's not the same as failing at business. Well, it kind of is because it's the same energy. You failed and you don't have any money coming in. Those are the two most important parts. And those are the same. So the rest of the surface stuff, it doesn't really matter that much. So I just looked at it and it's like, okay, what's worst case scenario? I'm homeless with no money coming in. What would I do? Well, I'd go get a job and then I'd find a place to live. Okay, you've done that before. You'll do it again if you have to. <laughs> I don't want it to happen, but I know that if it, if it does, I'll handle it. Why? Because I, I handled this type of energy a bunch of other times, you know, so it's the same energy. Yes. It was different because my son was living with me. Yes. It was different because I was collecting food stamps. Yes. It was different because the apartment was connected to the business. Yes. It was different because I was sober this time and uh, actually more responsible. <laughs> yes. It, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why I could have looked at it as different. But I didn't. I looked at it as the same. Same energy. It's the same thing. And that's just a similar situation. To me, failing out of business is the same thing as failing at um, going to family court. And I failed <laughs> prior to the time I succeeded. You know, so like it's the same. It's the same energy. So I want to explain that as far as, you know, like failure and it being the same energy. Um, one, because I think it's important to understand, but I want to come in the other way, too, because this is kind of how I notice it helping me, oops, helping mo me uh, more often than not. So it's about like overcoming things, you know, or, or accomplishing things, right? So failure is not getting things, but accomplishing things is getting something or, or like, um, so I'll, I'll, you know, since I was kind of talking about this anyway, I'll talk about when I went to court for my son, you know, when, I mean, technically I, I, I didn't get full custody. I got full placement and full decision-making capabilities, um, which <laughs> that's, that's another story why the court does that, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> so, so I had full responsibility for my son. So when, when that, when I was going to court for that, I had been to family court for 10 years, 12 years, two, three times a year. And I had failed many times. And I was filled with fear and it didn't go well. And I knew that if I stayed in that energy, things probably wouldn't go well again. So I had to shift my energy around this. And so 
what I what I needed to do was this is how things are the same. Like this is how what I'm talking about right now is basically faith. Faith is trust and it needs to be built. So how did I build the trust? How did I build the faith to be able to go stand in court with really the, you know, my son was the most important thing to me. So, so like, and I felt that if I went for custody and it didn't work, if he didn't move in with me, his life that was already causing him a lot of pain was going to get much worse. So that incited fear into me even more, right? This is, this was a big deal. This was probably one of the biggest things I've ever done. And I was petrified. So I'm like, I can't go in there petrified. Like I need to anchor down here in a different energy. So I looked at what I did is I looked at all the other things that had happened. So if he was 12, so I had probably been sober. Oh, let's say nine years at the time, give or take. <clears throat> I had experienced a lot of things that I handed over to God, including my life when I get sober <laughs> and it worked out. So I went back and I looked at all the different things. I didn't give a crap what they were moving up from Florida to Rhode Island getting a job that paid what I needed to, finding an apartment 15 minutes from my son and 15 minutes from work, um, being able to get a car when mine was having problems. Um, it, that's just a few. Like there's countless, there's so many of them. And I looked back on all these things and I went, okay, what's the dynamic here? What did I do? Oh, I opened up and I handed this over to a power greater than myself. I trusted. And then I waited and saw what happened and it worked out. So I looked up. Now, I didn't sit there and go, yeah, but but um, moving is completely different than family court. Um, or, you know, finding a job is completely different than going in for custody and family court. Like I didn't sit there and look at the differences. I looked at the similarity. The similarities was I had something in my life that I needed help with. I, I, you know, took action. I did what I needed to do, but the outcome, I left it up to God. And even the times where things didn't work out the way that I wanted to, usually within about two weeks, quite honestly, but um, usually in the, in, in the future, I could always see how it served me that they didn't work out the way that I thought I wanted them to work out. If I happen to be attached to a particular outcome, a lot of times I'm not attached to a particular outcome. So it's even easier, <laughs> um, to trust, but because that's real trust, you can't be like, I will trust you if you give me what I want. That's not faith. That's not trust. You have to trust that whatever happens is in your highest good. So I looked at all these situations that I did that in, and I was like, it worked here, 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 here. It always works. Like, I, I couldn't find one example of where it didn't work out in my highest good eventually if I trusted. So, And they're all dramatically smaller than this particular incident. So I didn't look at the size. I just said like, well, if it works in this situation, why wouldn't it work in a bigger situation? Why wouldn't it? The dynamic is the same. The energy is the same. The universe doesn't know big or small. It doesn't, it, it, like the universe isn't sitting there going like, well, I can find Glenn a job, but having things work out favorably in family court, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. I, I can't really handle that. That's like too big for me. Like, you know. What does he think I am? The freaking universe or something? Like, that's not, there's, not, there's no size to the universe. Nothing is big or small. It's all the same. It's the same energy. It's the same dynamic. It works the same. You know, this is why I love the, the spiritual laws that I was able to open up to and understand. That they work in every situation all the time, no matter what. It doesn't matter. It always works. You can count on it. It's dependable. It's consistent. 
every single time, not only every single time, but every single time, no matter the size. It doesn't matter the size. It's the same energy and the same dynamic. So what, what, as I understood that, it, I didn't feel like I was, I mean, it, it, you know, I had a lot of fear because of my past experiences in family court and my son was the most important thing in my life. So yeah, it, it seemed bigger, but how did I manage that and shift my energy around it? Not by keeping it big and overwhelming by shrinking it down and going, Glenn, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when you, when you needed to find a place, when you moved from Florida up to Rhode Island to be with your son and your aunt and uncle just happened to buy a house in Rhode Island where, near where you were going so you can stay there because they wanted to be near their daughter. And then right after I lived with them, got a job, got an apartment, they ended up moving back to Massachusetts. Like that happened for me because I was open to it because I trusted and it just got better things better than I could possibly imagine always played out in my favor. So I took all the evidence of that and I went, it's the same energy, Glenn. It's the same dynamic. If it works in that situation, it's going to work in this situation. There's no size difference to the universe. There's no size difference to God. It doesn't matter the size. It's the same thing, you know, and that is, this is what I'm talking about today. This is what has helped me so many times in my life. You know, I, I use it for all kinds of stuff, like, like writing a book, you know, that was much <laughs> like after I did the court thing, pretty much everything else was smaller. So it was, I, I was, I'm pretty much good now. Like if I start getting hyped up about something, Oh my God. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Like if my brain starts going there, I'm like, come on, go ahead. Shut up. Like, seriously, like you went to court and got custody of your son. Nothing's bigger than that. So, so everything to me is smaller than that. So everything is more manageable to me than that. Uh, if I slow down and think about it, I can still get overwhelmed and caught up when I'm wrapped up in my head and unconscious. But if I slow down and really look at it, it's very easy to calm myself down after that. Everything's smaller. So, so when, when you know it's because your brain doesn't work that way, it doesn't go, well, you went to, <laughs> you, you went to, you went to court and got custody of your son, but, but what are you going to do if they don't deliver your water tonight? And you have to go down to the store and get some. That would be horrible. Like, you know, your brain doesn't do it that way. It doesn't, it, it gets scared of something's bigger. It doesn't, once you do something bigger, it doesn't get scared of something smaller, right? I mean, I suppose it's somebody might do it, maybe, but I mean, it's it's pretty rare. Your brain doesn't usually work backwards like that. So if the, the tougher part is going something small, this is the same as something big. Yeah, it might take more energy. It might take more effort, but it's the same dynamic and it's the same thing. So if I do this, if I did this and it worked, then if I do this the, the same way, it'll work too. Because it's just more of the exact same thing. You know, so so it's like, so if my brain wants to, when I wrote my book, if my brain is like, oh, who are you to write a book? Like, who am I not to, you know? So I do, I do thought processes like this to put it into perspective. You know, I, like, I just, I look at it and I go, okay, um, writing a book seems like a big thing. Seems like I've never done that before. It seems like a big thing. So could I write a book? Be like, well, I don't know. Have you written anything else? Well, yeah, I've written a bunch of blogs. Uh, I wrote poetry when I was younger. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I've written, you know, I, I've written articles. 
I've written blogs. Oh, well, a book sounds like it's just like writing articles and blogs, only more. <laughs> like if you can write a blog, you can write a book. Like, I mean, really, if you look at my book, like I didn't plan it this way, but it's, it's kind of like a series of blogs. I've got like 60 chapters in it. And a lot of them are only like two or three pages, most of them. So like, you know, which, like I said, I didn't plan it like this. It's how it came out, but it's a good reference book because, you know, now you can go through the, the, the um, contents and you can look at all the chapter titles and you can be like, oh, that chapter title is uh, associated with what I'm struggling with right now. And then you can just flip to that chapter and you can use it to remind yourself of the spiritual law or the dynamics or a healthy way of viewing that particular scenario in two or three pages. You know, so it's a really good reference book to keep you on your path. Uh, or you can read it front to back, you know, because there's also a flow to it. It starts you know, explaining my overall outlook and then go, and there's, there's a, there's a definite flow to the, to the chapters. So you can read it either way, like, or you can use it both ways. Right. So, so like, I didn't plan it that way, but you know, the way I was talking, it kind of like, if you can write a blog, you can write a book, just write a bunch of blogs and then put them in order. And you could actually release it like that. You know, um, I, I did take a lot of my blogs for like about half of my book. And then I just put like, kind of, I made sure there was a flow to it. So one chapter led into the next chapter to some degree. And sometimes I just put a couple sentences at the end of a blog to make it kind of bleed naturally right into the next chapter. So, I mean, some of it is a collection of blogs. And then the second half I wrote in five days, just, you know, half of an entire book I just wrote in five days. So that was a little bit different. But my point is, is that if you can write something small, you can write something big because something small is a bunch of like something big is a bunch of small things put together. That's what makes it big. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, of course, it depends on what what uh, type of book you're you're reading. I'm just kind of trying. I'm going to try to combat some of the egotistical objections that a mind would come up with. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, that's it's not like that with a novel. Eh, you're right. You're right. So maybe you have to apply yourself a little bit more when you write a novel. But if you're writing stories for a blog or you write small stories, you can write a longer story. Is it harder? Yes, I guess. Maybe it takes a little more time. Maybe you have to learn a little bit to be able to accomplish it. But it's the same thing. Well, maybe you want to release a series of short stories and that's your book. You know, my point is it's the same. It's only a little bit more. So it's about mentally getting everything is about mentally getting the proper perspective on it. And then you can navigate it. But if something looks overwhelming and gigantic and huge, then like you, you need to shift the way you look at it to be able to navigate it. And one of the best ways of shifting the way we look at things is understanding that something big is just a bunch of small things grouped together. That's it. It's, you know, like, I mean, if, if you have a cup of water and you're looking at a pool, you can't say those two things are different. It's the same thing. There's water in the cup and there's water in the pool and there's water in the ocean, and there's water in the lake and there's water in the river. <laughs> it's all water. It's not different. There's not like some sort of, like if you, if you get it cold enough, that water is going to freeze. Why? Because it's the same freaking thing. That's why. It's the same thing. It doesn't change the dynamics. Do you see? This is why I say it's spiritual law, because it works the same way all the time in every situation. If you have a cup of air and you 
seal it in a jar. There's air there. There's air outside. And there's air, you know, like the foundational aspects, the foundational stuff of air is still air. Now, maybe a molecule can attach to it, but it could attach to it in the jar, too. The foundational energy of what something is doesn't change because of its size. If you have a little rock and you have a big rock, it's still a rock. If you have a little banana and a big banana, it's still a banana. Like, do you see? So it's <laughs> if we can use that truth to understand things and make the size of them less of a deal, then we can navigate them better. Then we don't get so overwhelmed. Let me see if I had any other notes on this. No, that was that was all the notes that I had. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So it's you know. So when we're out there in life, the next time you're thinking that, like, oh, it's a big deal, like, it's not a big deal. It's you've dealt with something very similar that is of the same energy previously, even if you haven't done that thing, you know, because you got to think of it in, in the terms of energy. Like if you're going to go start a business and you've never started a business before you go, well, I've never even thought about starting a business. I've never. So, so I've done nothing. That's the same energy as starting a business. No, you, that's not true. Like you, have you gone applied for a job? Yes. Okay. Well, that's basically the same energy. It's just bigger. Like when you go apply for a job, it pays you money. You want it to work out. It has to do with your talents and, and, and what you do. So it's the same energy. It's just starting your own business. You don't have people telling you how to do that particular thing. You have to tell yourself to do that particular thing. But the particular thing that you're doing that you're starting a business with, you know, a lot of people start the business in the, in the same thing that they've already done before, right? And even if it's different, like, okay, well, it's different. All right, well, so, so <laughs> it doesn't change the dynamic that it's work. It's work. So you... Well, I worked for other people. Okay, so you worked as an employee, but you still went in and you performed a task. When you own your own business, you're going to be performing tasks. Well, yeah, but I don't know all the tasks in the, the starting a business. Well, right. Did you know all the tasks before you started your job? Probably not. There was probably something new that came across your desk at some point that you needed to figure out how to do. So you figured out how to do it. And even if you didn't, have you ever figured anything out before in your life? Ever? Have you ever not known how to do something and then years later gotten to a place where you did know how to do it? Yes? Okay, then that's the same as starting a business. Why? Because you don't know how to do it. And then years later, you're going to end up where you do know how to do it through the exact same process. You're going to gather information, you're going to learn it, and then you're going to apply that information. Just like when you start a business, you get to start a business as something you've never done before. And what you'll do is you'll gather information, you'll learn it, then you'll implement that information into action, and then you'll be able to do it. You see, it's the same dynamic. It doesn't matter what size. We have done, life is not that complicated. Everything we're going to do after the age of, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, don't take, don't quote me on this age. I'm just throwing something out to make a point. But everything we experience after the age of 18, we've already, we've already done it. It's just a, it just looks different, you know, and I've seen that with with um, being a parent, you know, like when when I was whenever I was teaching Mateo something. How to do something, how to handle something, um, whatever, whenever he was struggling with something or I was teaching him how how to navigate something or do something. 
if I took the dynamics of that, not the specifics, but the underlying dynamic and energy of it and applied it to my life, there was something that I could learn there too. If there was something he was learning, there was something I could take that same lesson and apply it in my adult life. The same lesson. Do you see? So there's not a lot of different dynamics. If you start looking underneath at the similarities to stuff and you start, you know, understanding that life isn't that complicated and you start in, instead of looking at the differences, you look at those similarities, you're going to start seeing that the, that there's not that many dynamics. Like basically, I mean, you might even be able to simplify, you know, this is off the cuff at this point. So I don't know because <laughs> I haven't sat with it dove into it but like everything is kind of i didn't know how to do it before i somehow i learned how to do it and i can do it now like kind of everything is a a version of that from when we're zero years old <laughs> to to when we're 70 years old you know i i i heard a quote many years ago man this has to be I think this was like 15, 20 years ago, but it jumped out at me because it felt really profound. And uh, I, I found it very interesting. And I don't know if I'll get it exactly right, but basically it said being an adult is simply being a child, finishing learning what you didn't learn when you were a child. So being an adult, is basically finishing learning what you didn't learn as a child. I think that's what the quote was. And this is a, a similar to what I'm talking about. The lessons are the same. I'm telling you, like you, you, you can take, you can take any kid out there that's five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. And if they are struggling with something, trying to figure, trying to learn how to, how to navigate it in their life. If, if you look underneath and understand the energy of it, the dynamic of it, the core principle of it, you can take that and you can apply it into adults' lives. It's the same thing. One of the biggest problems in our lives is we think that everything is different. This is why I can do my job because I don't see everything is different. I don't look at the specifics. Oh, my car broke down. Oh, my bicycle got a flat tire. It's the same freaking thing. It doesn't matter if it's a bicycle or a car breaking down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you figure out what, okay, you got a flat tire in a, on a bicycle. You got a flat tire in a car. It's the same thing. Is the solution a little bit different? Yeah, probably. But what you got to do is you got to figure out the solution and you got to implement it. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know? So once you understand that, that you can handle life, on life's terms because it's not that complicated and you've already learned how to do it multiple times in your life. You just got to revert back to the, to the procedure that you learned. You know, I have a, uh, I have a um, podcast. Like I think when I first started, like maybe nine years ago or something about a very simple way to, to solve any problem. And it's a good listen. You guys should go back and listen to it. But um, <clears throat> basically, it's three steps to solving any problem. And first, you have to identify what the problem is. Then you have to identify what the solution is. Then you have to implement the solution. That's it. You will solve any problem in your life doing that, those three steps. This is what we're talking about. Okay? So life is not that complicated. So... Like simplify things, look for similarities. And then if you're feeling overwhelmed about something, if, if something seems really big to you, the way you find the courage, the way that I always found the courage to, to, to do the big things, to start my business, to write a book, to uh, go to court and get custody of my son, to move to Florida, I mean, to uh, Rhode Island, to move back down to Florida, to move to the Dominican Republic. Anything that I've done that seems big on the external that people like, oh, my God, how did you do that? The way that I've always found the courage, if it feels overwhelming to me, if it feels big, like I said, at this point, a lot of things don't feel that big to me anymore. But 
when I was in a situation where I was overwhelmed and I didn't know how to handle it, the way that I always found the courage was by understanding that the size doesn't change the makeup of it. It doesn't change the dynamic in which it works. It doesn't change the, what it is. It's the same thing. It's just more of it. So if I can handle a small aspect, I can handle a large aspect. It's just, I have to, it's probably going to require more effort. That's all, but it's more effort. So instead of, it's more of the same though, you know, hopefully you guys are getting what I'm saying. It's more of the same. If, if I can shoot one basketball, I can shoot a hundred basketballs. How do I know this? Because it's just more of the same. It's more of the same. It's just, it's just shooting a basketball. I'm not saying I'm going to get everyone in. That's different. That's a control of an outcome. But I can, I can go in there. Oh, I went to court a bunch of times. Well, I can go to court again. Yeah, but this is big. This is different. Yes, it is. But it's just more of the, it, it's a bigger ball of energy, but it's the same energy. So if I can handle this, if I can handle uh, a pound of energy, I can handle a hundred pounds of energy. Will it take more effort on my part? Yeah. Yeah, it will. But I, effort is in my control. You see the, the amount like, like I can control that. Like I can control whether I put more effort towards something or whether I don't. Like if, if I shoot one basketball, of course, that's going to take less effort than if I shoot a hundred basketballs, but that, but I know that I can shoot a hundred because I shot one. Do you see? Because even though it's more effort, I'm in control of my effort. I'm not in control. And if I can do one thing, then I can do it more. So I understand that it's going to take more effort, but it's not something that I can't do. That's my point. If I can do it once, I can do it a hundred times. If I can put out 10 pounds of energy, then I can put out a hundred pounds of energy because it's the same energy, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's the, if I can put 10 pounds of energy towards core, I can put a hundred pounds of energy towards core. Why? Because it's just more of the same energy. It's just, it's just, that's up to me. That's just effort. That's me doing more of it. What am I going to do? Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like shoot like 50 basketballs and then go, Oh, Oh, I, I suddenly cannot shoot the other 50. I, magically lost the ability to shoot a basketball somewhere. No, if I'm willing to put in the effort, I can shoot another 50. So if, if I go to court for a small thing, I can go to court for a big thing. It's just more energy. As long as I apply myself, which I will, you know? So hopefully... <laughs> You know, it's it's always funny doing these podcasts uh, by myself because I'm, you know, I'm just talking to you guys, man, and it's just flowing. So I don't know what's sinking in, what's sticking, what's not, but whatever. You know, hopefully, hopefully this made sense to you. Hopefully, you grasp the concept, and hopefully, you take something in your life. You know, like we've all done this before. So try to find that thing where you've done it before. Try to find something where you've done, you did a little bit of it and then you did more of it. And it was, and it was the same dynamic. It was the same energy and you got the same results. And if you can find something in your own experience where you've done that, then you can use that as your, as your confidence builder, right? Oh, I did it in this situation. I can do it in that situation. You know, so, so you can do it like, um, as long as you can find other things, like, you know, I, I, I used specifics partially in this podcast, like writing a blog or writing a book. So that's a specific thing. It's called writing. So like, if I can write that, I can write that, you know? So if you can do something like that, cool. If it's something that, that is not that specific 
and like it looks different on the outside you got to go in deeper to find the similarities so so this is this is what i was saying uh towards the beginning like when i was finding the courage to to go to court a lot of the things i was using to build my trust I, w- I wasn't focused on specific core. I was spoke. I was focused on anything. Like, what did I do that worked out? I didn't care if it was core. It wasn't, you know, so like sometimes you can get something specific. And if you can, that's cool. Like a blog to a book. But sometimes that was so huge to me. That was so emotional to me that like, I, I just, I was like, well, there's, there's nothing that I've experienced that I can compare this to. Yeah. I've been to court, but I've had crappy experiences in court. So like, I don't really want to put my head into my past experiences where the judge chewed my ass out for just even showing up and having the audacity to say that I wanted to see my son. Like, like, I don't want to bring my head back into those negative experiences. So what I did is I didn't look for the things that were so specific. I just looked into the things that I handed over to God that worked out. I looked at any area of my life where I trusted and it worked. So I was like, okay, I trusted it worked, trusted work, trusted work, trusted work, trusted work. So that's the dynamic I built that for the court thing. I was just like, every time I trust, it works out. So, so I need to, I need to work and remember all the different things and build my courage and my strength and my trust and my faith that way, you know? So sometimes you can be more specific. Sometimes you got to be more general, but underneath it's the same. You know, I trusted it worked. That's the same. It's the same energy. It's the same dynamic. It's an energy of trusting. And the dynamic is, is that if I trust, it works out. So it's the same. So if I trust, it will work out. Not necessarily, you know, uh, I just got to be clear about this. When I went to court, I did not try to get myself to a place where I was like, if I trust in God or the universe, then God will have my son move in with me. That's not what I was trying to get. Because I cannot be attached to a particular outcome. Of course, I wanted my son to move in with me. Of course, I thought it would be best if my son moved in with me. But I had to get to a place where I trusted completely. That means unattached to an outcome. So I had to trust that if, God forbid, for some reason, that the universe decided that my son should not move in with me, then there must be something good that was going to come out of it. There must be some more lessons that he needed to learn staying at his mother's house. There must have been some more lessons I needed to learn by not being able to to protect him like I wanted to. You know, all this stuff. There must be more stuff for us to learn if this doesn't work out the way that I want it, but I trust that whatever's in our highest good is going to happen. That's what I tried to get the trust of. And that's what I got the trust of. And by the time I walked in court, and I'm not saying it was easy. I wasn't sitting in court twiddling my thumbs like, Ooh, this is a walk in the park. No, it was still difficult reeling in the emotions, the fear as it came up. But my overall energy before that court started was, I trust in God. I trust in the universe. Whatever's in my highest good is, is going to happen. And I trust that that's going to happen. And I believe that that's going to happen. That whatever is going to happen is going to be in our highest good. And I'm going to take as much action as I can to make sure that he comes and lives with me. But, but I trust either way that it's in our highest good. And once I had that foundation, that was my home plate that I kept bringing myself back to, you know, I used all kinds of different tools to navigate the fear and the emotions and all that stuff. You know, I, I used every tool in my freaking tool bag, I'll tell you, but that was my home base. That was where I always, if I was really overwhelmed or I needed to use a tool to get back there, that's always where I came back to because it was huge and broad. And it was like, Glenn, you've got to trust you got to have faith. <clears throat> Everything else worked out for you whenever you handed it over. 
this is going to work out too. And your highest good, whatever that looks like, you know? <clears throat> so I think that's it. Um, that's it. So the, 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 you know, the message is, is that, you know, just because something's bigger doesn't mean that you can't do it or it's even necessarily harder. Yeah. It can take a little more effort, but it's the same thing and the same dynamic. If you can do it in a small situation, you can do it in a big situation. Will it take a little more effort? Will it, will you have to try harder? Will you have to like me in court get knocked around emotionally or, or, or get taken over by fear and then have to bring yourself back to the home base. Yeah. Yeah. You probably will on something bigger. Maybe you had to do that once on something small and you have to do it 20 times on something big, but it's the same thing. Even, you know, getting overwhelmed emotionally. Have you ever, been overwhelmed emotionally and calmed yourself down. Yes. Okay. Well then you can do it again. Have you ever been overcome by fear, but pushed forward anyway? Yes. Okay. Then you can do it again. Yeah. But this is really fearful. It's still fear. The same thing, the same tools, the same energy, the same courage that you use to walk through a little fear last time. It's the same thing you're going to use to walk through the big fear this time. It's just more of it. That's all. And there, like some people don't have more and some people have less. Like you cultivate that yourself. It's all within you. Like nobody has this much courage and somebody else has this much courage. Like, like if you have a little courage, then you, you just expand it. <laughs> I know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to imply that this is easy. I'm trying to imply that it's simple. You have to allow your brain to understand that it's the same thing. And when you understand that, then it makes it more achievable. Okay. That's my point. So, so hopefully that landed best wishes to you guys. Uh, feel free to reach out if I can uh, be of service and um, yeah, I got, I, I've got room for a few clients at the moment. So let me know. And um, let's do this thing. <laughs> Life doesn't have to be that complicated. All right. Thank you, guys. I will end with that. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter. Or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.